The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Showcase. I am Joe Branham. This is the uh, third episode of Rams Showcase, so we are very excited today. Uh, this is brought to you by RWO Rams Central, the official booster club of the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, speaking of RWO Rams Central, uh, we have a very special guest for you tonight. We've got with us the co-president of RWO Rams Central, Manuel Suspect Moreno. How you doing, man? Actually, I'm doing pretty good. It's a good day, man. It's it's beautiful outside. It, it reached like 75 out here in Colorado, so I have no complaints. Yeah, it's a good day, man. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you very much for taking some time to uh, join us today. I know it's a uh, it's it's kind of hectic. Everybody, you know, we got work, we got everything going on. So I really appreciate you taking some time out joining me for tonight. Uh, this is also kind of a celebration, a little bit of you know the official. Uh, making it official that RWO Ram Central is now the sponsor of Ram Showcase. So we are very excited about that, and uh, I can't wait to see how this goes. And I know a lot of you Rams fans out there, I know some of you are already a part of the club, but if you're not, you definitely need to be. So 
Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started here. Uh, I've got some questions for you, obviously. Considering this is an interview, that would be good, right? So That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so you are out in L.A., correct? Yeah, I'm in Orange County, Southern California. Okay, perfect. So uh, you, I mean, I'm in Colorado, like I had mentioned, so you kind of have a better understanding of what the reception has been like in L.A. for the Rams' return. Can you give me a little bit about that? Yeah, well, uh, it's 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 uh, a lot of people will tell you they still haven't uh, soaked it all up yet. It's still uh, it's still acting up. You know, one knows the story of the Rams when they left, and uh, it was heartbreaking for us. And um, you know, I honestly feel for the St. Louis fans. You know how they're going through right now because you know we Southern California Ram fans we know what it feels like. So you know to have that, you know, be able to come back and watch your team. You know, we grew up with five decades of Ram football here. And uh, it's a good thing, you know, we get to take our children, uh, our, our children who missed out on that uh, two decades they were gone. But it's a good thing. And for me, uh, I've, I've actually already already got over that they're back. You know, I've accepted it. I love it. And uh, for me, what I haven't fully absorbed yet is the fact they're never going to leave again. Yeah, it's a very exciting time, definitely. Uh, for me personally, I was born in 1991. So when the Rams moved, I was four. So I don't really remember that. And I was born in Colorado, so it was kind of, you know, a byproduct, I guess. It wasn't something I was paying too much attention to. I'm still having a hard time with it, with the, uh, with saying Los Angeles instead of St. Louis. I find myself saying St. Louis all the time, um, which isn't a problem for me. I mean, it, that was a big part of the Rams' history, being in St. Louis. But it's it's now official, the Los Angeles Rams. So um, speaking of the, the Rams and returning to L.A., there's been a lot of talk and some hints, I guess you could say, from the Rams' official website, from their Twitter, stuff like that, that the Rams could be going back to the old colors, you know, getting rid of the the millennium blue and century gold and going back to that blue and yellow that the Rams were really known for, you know, obviously the days with Eric Dickerson and everything, that being the real big staple, the horn on the shoulder, which was always my favorite. Um, can you tell me a little bit about, like, maybe uh, the Rams returning to those colors and what that would really mean to the L.A. fan base? Well, it's, it's a big deal for the L.A. fan base. Uh, to my knowledge, the Rams uh, are going to be uh, uh, changing their colors in 2019, um, but there is talk about some rebranding in May. I don't know the, the whole story. I guess keeping it real hush-hush. But uh, for me, I mean, I, I've always loved doing gold. And uh, Funny you mentioned the horn. I actually have it tattooed on my arm just where it would appear on the jersey. Um, a lot of the older generation likes the old blue and white colors. Um, personally, me... Either one would be good for me. I mean, I would like to see uh, the Rams sport the the LA blue and gold with probably the blue and white as throwback. That, that would be nice. But it, it's a big deal. A lot of people in our memorabilia is still is still the old blue and gold. But I, I do caution: don't throw away the Millennium blue and gold yet because it could be worth something in the future. Yeah, I, I the one thing that I don't like is having the current colors be being referred to as the St. Louis colors. To me. Uh, I mean, we obviously saw a big battle between L.A. fans and St. Louis fans throughout the past few years while all this relocation talk was going on, and I think that's just another aspect of it that I don't really like. You know, it's it's all the Rams, and that's really. I agree with you. I think one thing. I think one thing that most fans will tell you uh, is the one thing they don't want messed with is the horn. So um, for me, um, I pretty much liked all their uniforms. I have my preferences, but. 
for me, it's never been about the LA Rams or the St. Louis Rams. It's always been about the Rams. And um, I've said it in numerous interviews that if they played on planet Mars, I would I would still be a Ram fan. So for me, it, 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 I'm, don't get me wrong, I love the fact that they're home, and you know I prefer them home here in LA. But uh, I'll support my Rams wherever they go. When they left in '94. You know, I was sad, but I mean, I didn't jump ship. I didn't, I didn't talk negative about them. I just said, you know what? It happened. I accept it. I'll still support. And if they ever come back, and apparently they did, I'll still support again. And that's what I'm doing. Nothing's ever changed for me from the first day I was Rams fan until right now. And, and that's, I feel like the, that's the general consensus. There's still those fans that kind of, you know, I've seen a lot of posts from, you know, fans that were living in St. Louis saying that they'll support the Rams until there's an option in St. Louis, but I mean, I can't, I can't wrap my head around that because I'm just a Rams fan. So uh, I do agree with you though. A the Horns people, are, um, a, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. A lot, you know, uh, I, I, I expect the anger from uh, St. Louis fans. I mean, um, Georgia frontier is not too popular with Southern California Rams fans. And I'm sure Stan Kroenke won't be too popular in St. Louis for long, but I mean, um, I understand what they went through. Um, you know, I, uh, people that uh, continue to be Ram fans from St. Louis and, and uh, fans that are fed up with the Rams over there and they want to do with them because a lot. I remember a lot of fans here in L.A. did the same thing. And it's normal. I mean, there's some that will continue to support, some that won't. I mean, we know who the diehards are. Um, I can look across the crowd at, at recent rallies and see faces that I've known from you know, 30 years back. They're still supporting the Rams. And, and, you know, some people come around, some people don't. But, you know, hey, the diehards are always going to be here, you know. And that's so awesome to see, you know, the fans that have been there for so long. I know there's so many uh, personalities, I guess you could say, um, from for the Rams as fans. You know, you got you got Macho Ram, you got yourself, you got Ram Man, you got Rockstar Rams, all these guys, and it's really cool to see just uh, you know some fans that that just have that pure passion for their team. I think that's so cool. Definitely, that's what we like to call super fans. Uh, uh, good thing you mentioned that too. Myself and uh, my buddy Iron Ram are also members of the Pro Football Ultimate Fans Association, association of super fans dedicated to uh, charity. And uh, my co-president, Michael Patron Martinez, has also recently been invited to Kansas for this year's uh, reunion. And we're wishing him the best, and uh, hopefully he makes it into camp with the rest of us. Man, that was just so cool. So I got to ask, um, the, with the the Rams going back to L.A., obviously they're going to be playing not in their brand new, you know, really expensive stadium because that's got to be built. So they'll be playing at the Coliseum. 36 years since the Rams have played at the Coliseum. Um, what do you expect that atmosphere to be like with the Rams taking the field at the Coliseum for the first time? Well, you know, I think the adrenaline rush is really going to start September 10th, the night before you'll see a lot of media posts of people, you know, packing their trucks, getting ready, you know, getting their suits ready, their outfits, whatever they're wearing. It's, it's going to be huge. And, you know, the tailgate, I mean, we're actually uh, the official tailgate of the L.A. Rams. We'll be throwing the tailgate party this year. Uh, we'll have it all set up. I mean, it's going to be tremendous. We're going to have a guest um, football player every week. Um, we're going to have a lot of events at that tailgate, and, and that's that's all taking place before the game starts. You know, for those that are still sober, you know, once, uh, you know, everybody packs in that stadium and um, grabs their seat, I mean, all eyes are going to be on that tunnel when they come out. It's going to be a huge return. I believe, you know, there was a 56 to 65,000 uh, uh, deposits taken. 
I mean, the game's definitely going to be sold out. I mean, and this could possibly be sold out the complete year. Yeah, I I imagine that that's got to be a little bit like, like considering that it's been so long, so long since the Rams have played a game there, it's going to be like when you were in elementary school and it was the day before school started, so you like set out your outfit and so <laughs> there's going to be jerseys and stuff set up the night before. Yeah, I I actually want to make a make a trip out there for the opener, but you know, like you said, it's probably going to be sold out. I'm going to have a hard time finding tickets. You guys, you guys have been all over it, man, all, with all those deposits. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be, uh, you're going to see celebrities, you know, just like at, at, a, at a Mike Tyson fight in the front row. It, it's going to be really packed. I mean, we're looking forward to it. I mean, the, the adrenaline rush is going to be incredible. I mean, if the tailgate party is not enough, you know, when you see them come out of that tunnel, I mean, it's it's going to be something to see. I mean, it's going to be, a, it's going to be history in the making right there, and, and I'm happy to say I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so if celebrities are going to be there basically what needs to happen is I need a lot more Twitter followers right? I need to be considered famous so I can get one of these tickets man so um you go man I gotta see we'll broadcast live from there that day oh man that's that's the best so uh with I guess with the Coliseum also as well as the new stadium um you know like you said these the celebrities all this stuff um for the guy like me who's out of California and would be making travel plans, what would be the best way to get there uh, to the Coliseum and to the new one in uh, Inglewood? Where would I fly in? How Would I just drive? Would that be the best option? Well, uh, if you've never been to L.A. before, one thing you're going to meet first is L.A. traffic. And um, believe me, there's not usually traffic on Sundays in that direction to the Coliseum area. You know, or Inglewood for that matter, but uh, I have this suspicion that on that day it's going to be jam-packed. What I'm going to do is I'm going to arrive the night before, and I would strongly suggest that for anybody coming to the first, the first game, uh, it's going to be big. So it, you're going to you're going to face some traffic jams. I think everybody's thinking, you know, get there early. Years back in San Diego, it was uh, the Rams' first uh, visit there in quite a while, and we came out the night before. Most of the fans did, and it was jam-packed at 8 o'clock in the morning, and this tends to be 10 times as packed. I, yeah, that atmosphere, man, is going to be awesome. I I might have to just go out way too early, you know, make it like the new iPods coming out or something and just camp out. Yeah, yeah, that'd probably be the best way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see, man. At first, got to get tickets. I mean, maybe it'd be worth it to just uh, stay at the tailgate if I can't get in, but I'll find a way in. So that is it. It's fences, right? The surround it, the surround stadium. Yeah, you can see a little bit from the outside, but it goes deep into the ground, so it's it's pretty much surrounded. It's uh, the stadium used to seat about ninety three thousand. I think the capacity for opening day is going to be near eighty thousand. Um, it, it's going to be incredible. The first game, I mean, I'm assuming every bar in town is going to be showing it, and uh, it's going to be. I know it's going to be shown on TV. It's not going to be a blackout, that's for sure. But it, it's going to be something to behold forever, sir. It's going to be a memory. And the, the cool part is, is like, uh, I remember my father took me to a Ram game years years ago. Um, the same story for a lot of people who grew up Ram fans here. And uh, I get to take my son uh, first time for a Ram home game here in California. So it's gonna, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's, that's great, man, uh, to be able to do that. I have yet to see a Rams home game. I've been able to catch him up in Denver. Uh, it was a very exciting game when uh, 2010 when the Rams beat the Broncos up there. Um, 
I was unpopular walking out of the stadium, but, you know, it happens. I'd rather be surrounded by the home fans of the Rams and walking out just high-fiving and everything rather than uh, trying to get the hell out of the stadium before something bad happens. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been through that many times. Uh, you know, we were in St. Louis uh, a couple years ago. We had a really good time every time we go out there. Uh, the fans took really good care of us and the tailgates and the after parties and everything. And uh, I've even invited some of them to come open and gay and believe it's your hospitality. Man, that's that. I'm envious right now. Until I get a ticket, I'm envious that you're going to be there. So, uh, what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break and uh, we'll get back into talking about the, the club itself, RWO Ram Central, the club. So, we'll be right back. It's, uh, we got about a minute, minute back, and, um, yeah, I'll see you on the other side. Attention Rams fans, this is your chance to get closer to the team you love, the Los Angeles Rams. RWO Rams Central is the biggest and longest running booster club in the nation. RWO Rams Central is the official booster club of the LA Rams and is definitely where you need to be. Be around fans as crazy about the Rams as you are, with membership fees starting at just $25 for yourself or $35 for the family. This is the price for the whole year, so there's really no reason not to join. Go to rworamcentral.com to sign up today and join the wave of fans celebrating the team's return home. Again, that's rworamcentral.com. Tell them True Love Sports Central. All right, we're back. Uh, that is a commercial that I did, in fact, record, and I know it's the same voice that you've been hearing this entire time, but you know what? That's what happens when your studio is also your living room, all right? So we're getting there. It's a start. So, <laughs> so all right. Um, what now? I, I want to know a little bit. I know that you were on the uh, the Rams Central side pre-merger. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. All right. So the, these two clubs, we have uh, RWO and Rams Central, two booster clubs, both supporting the same thing, have decided to merge to create RW Ram Central. So uh, can you give me a little bit of history? Uh, I know that you probably know maybe a little bit more about Ram Central than RWO, but um, just some history of these clubs. Well, it's kind of like uh, the Hulk Hogan Macho Man Macho Mania thing back in the 80s, you know? But um, <laughs> no, honestly, uh, you know, the, our history is pretty known. Um, I founded Ram Central in 1995. Uh, we let the Ram Boost of the name change, and uh, they were looking at uh, a supporting expansion team. And uh, we were Ram fans from the beginning. We weren't going to change for anybody. And then we had a brief period, I think, where the Seahawks were supposed to come down to Anaheim. And uh, you know, we were just like, no, we didn't want this. We were, we were Ram fans. So pretty much, uh, you know, I started Ram Central with just some close family members. And, um, you know, we started getting the fan base. We got the newspaper articles written about us in the very beginning that really helped and um little by little a lot of the la ram members started coming over to us and we started picking up more people and locals and, and building our reputation that way um, there honestly wasn't any other booster clubs at the time we were the i believe the first one and uh you know a year later i mean there's a lot of booster clubs out there and you know they do a pretty good job of representing the rams and and making it a big rambling as we call ourselves and uh having events and it, it's. Uh, I love the way they come together. I think that's great. And um, I just decided one day that, you know, um, if the Rams come back, you know, which it's been rumored from 
five years now, actually, and I just figured, you know, if the Rams are going to come back, you know, we should have some kind of organization of all these booster clubs because, I mean, they could easily just, you know, start their own, and that's that. So um, we started organizing ourselves and, and trying to perfect this, our booster club, make it the best we possibly could. And at the same time, um, my buddy Mike Martinez, you know, he had started him and his cousin Macho Ram. They had actually started uh, Ram's World Order, and uh, they were doing a great job running it. And they were expanding and doing their thing. And I'm very impressed uh, how quickly they were able to put together their, their fan group. And um, I approached uh, Mike at a, at a game. We had gone down there to support, you know, short support for their club. And we had talked about uh, a merger, possible merger. And at first, both sides were kind of like, oh, I was just going to work, you know. And uh, I just explained to him that, you know, there's a, we got a lot to op- op- offer. And I think uh, the two clubs put together their connections and their sources. You know, we could have a pretty good thing here. So um, we actually made the merger official in January of uh, this year. And since then, it's been uh, it's been going like wildfire. I mean, we've done a lot of stuff. Uh, we've had uh, other clubs come in to join us and uh, help us spread the organization. I mean, my goal, as I stated, is not to the biggest booster club or you know to dominate anybody or anything like that i mean my goal is to organize all the ram booster clubs into one giant organization to represent the rams because you know at the end of the day whichever club you're from i mean it's all about the rams and that's always been our main point right there so you know we made the merger rwl ram central and um we now have 11 chapters spread across uh, seven states and uh, that makes us the largest Ram Booster Club in the nation, you know. And like I said, you know, our, at the end of the day, it's about the Rams. You know, we are willing to work with other booster clubs, and, and we have a great relationship with some other booster clubs out there. And um, I, I like what's what's coming, what's coming of it, you know. But uh, we're going to soldier on, do what we got to do, and you know, work with other clubs and continue to build our own club. And we recently made a connection with the LA Ram Legends. Um, I understand the Rams, you know, since they're back now they want to make a connection with the legendary LA Ram players and of course the LA fan base we pretty much have already done that for them so we hooked up a deal with the LA Ram legends to come with us we brought in a, a former tight end David Hale he's now our director of player personnel and he's working with our booster club and if I may I'd like to make uh, the big announcement that we had uh, yesterday, made yesterday we hadn't actually announced it yet but we actually came across another announcement yeah, if so, you would like uh, to do that announcement, then go ahead. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, the announcement is uh, all of us here at uh, RWO Ram Central, we're proud to announce that we are now uh, linked up and we're working with the Deacon Jones Foundation. We made an agreement with them that we're going to be doing events together and uh, helping uh, the charities and scholarships to, to uh, students who need it. Uh, the Deacon Jones Foundation is a huge foundation, one of the, the biggest names of the NFL. And uh, we recently made a deal with them yesterday. So our RWL Ram Central is now working with the Deacon Jones Foundation, and we're very, very excited about what that can bring. It's a big step, and uh, that makes us, you know, we have to really step up our game. And uh, that's going to be a big, big deal for us. Wow, that is, that is a big move. That is really exciting, uh, Deacon Jones Foundation. Exactly. And then there's another announcement, which I'm sure you already know about. We're now the sponsor of Ram Showcase. Ram Showcase, the best Rams internet show in the world. 
That's right. Yeah, we're very proud to be sponsors of Reno Showcase. You know, we're 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 trying to do as as much as we can do to keep our people happy and our Ram fan base happy, and working with other clubs out there and uh, giving everybody the excitement that they need to be at a Ram game. We figure the Rams are coming back. We got to give everybody the excitement they demand. That's right, man. And you know the the players, the players are also excited. So you you gotta we gotta make sure that the Rams fans blow that stadium out with blue and yellow, blue and gold, whatever it may be. Let them know that the support is there. Oh, definitely, definitely there. We're also having our um, annual Battle Ram Boogie event coming up in May 7th next month in Santa Ana. And we're going to be guest starring with uh, Dennis Hera, the Rams um, also, also uh, right guard will be our guest that day. So he'll be there to sign some autographs and take some pictures and uh, meet with the fans and have a good time. Man, the, the ability to get the players there is really exciting to me. That <laughs> that makes me want to pack up and just move out there. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Weather's always good. We're also uh, working with uh, Tony's and Dejas, who uh, we're having all our, our away games meet at Zendejas Mexican Restaurant in San Dimas. And we'll also be showing the, the home games there, too, for you know, anybody that's not actually going to the game. So we'll be obviously... Uh, uh, at the tailgate every Sunday. We're hosting the, the tailgate for the LA Rams every game day at the Coliseum for the away games. We're going to be at the house. And um, we'll be announcing a road trip uh, as it gets closer to the season. Awesome. That'll be cool. So uh, I got a question. Uh, this merger, um, how long did that take from when you, you said you first talked to uh, to a Macho Ram and, and until it was official this year in January? How like What was that process? Um, I actually met with um, uh, Michael Martinez, my co-president. He was the president of Camp um, World Order. I met with him, I believe it was in November, and we started to chat about it, and we talked a little bit about it, uh, you know, because it was kind of new for both of us. I just thought it would be a really good move, and his members uh, really liked it at the time. My guys really liked it. And uh, we met again in January, and, you know, decided to make it official. You know, we had time to think it over with this group, and I had time to get over my group, you know, iron out all the kinks and everything. And we decided, you know what, let's do this, because we got to act now. So we made a move, and since then, like I said, it's, it's been blowing up. We, you know, and like my co-president says, we have great fun doing it. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I'm proud to say that I am definitely, I'm a part of this club, and that that's exciting to say. Like I said before, if you're not a part of this club, absolutely need to be. Um, that website, one more time, rworamcentral.com. You'll find everything there. That is where you need to be right after this show. Not now. you got to wait. Um, so a uh, couple more questions here. Um, so far, with, with where the club is going and where, where, it's, where it's come from and where it's at now, uh, what are some of the big goals for this club? Our, our big goals have always been to, uh, I, I'm never satisfied when we do anything big. I mean, I always want to shoot for one more, you know. And our goal is to, our goal as a fan club is to bring the greatest fan experience uh, as a fan can have to a football game. And in the fact that the Rams are actually back here home in L.A. now, we're able to do that. We want to bridge the gap between the legendary L.A. Ram players and the current L.A. Ram players and bring that with the fan base. I mean, we feel that gone are the days when, you know, players were too famous to meet up with anybody. And we are that connection to the players and the fans. We want them to be a family. 
like we call Ramley. And when we say Ramley, we don't we just don't mean all the booster clubs and all the Ram fans. We mean the players included, whether they're legendary players or they're current players. So it, it's to make the fan base, you know, closer to the LA Ram organization. And, you know, we, like I said, we held the torch all those years and we would love to bridge that gap. And, and to say that was, I mean, that was our goal in the past. And we've pretty much three-fourths accomplished that goal already. And and the cool thing about it is that none of these major events have even taken place yet because the season hasn't even started yet. We're looking forward to a great season, uh, followed by a great off-season. Um, Bad Ram Boogie will be our fourth one next year. We're really looking to blow it out of the box. And uh, also, you know, to uh, work with Charity Foundation, the Deacon Jones Foundation, and uh, work with some other booster clubs, not just the Ram Booster Club, but some other ones that we're friends with. And, um, you know, make it really a great experience. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah, you had mentioned some of the other clubs. I know um, that I've seen photos of you know, these clubs being paired up and, like, hanging out with, like, Raiders clubs and stuff. So I, I like that there's no, like, the, the the rivalry, you know, like, the field rivalry. Yeah, we want to beat that team and stuff, but I don't think there's any reason that all the fans can't get along. We're all there to support our teams, and so I really like that. Uh, I know that there's some clubs out there that are anti-every-other-club, <laughs> so, so that's well, always I mean, good to trash see. talk is common in pro football, and, 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 you know, it's fun, you know, but... Uh, the cool thing about our booster club is, you know, being that uh, some of us are members of the Pro Football Ultimate Fans Association, what that also means is that any any team we play against, super fans from that team will be joining us at the tailgate. I'm sure they'll have their own tailgate going on also, but they'll stop by for a little bit and, you know, show some love there and show some respect right back. And, and, and that's what the game is football is all about, and pass that on to our younger generation. Couldn't agree more, man. So, all right. Um... You know, this roster has obviously changed a lot since the L.A. Rams have actually played a full season in L.A. So uh, we we got a lot of good players right now. I mean, all the way on the defensive side of the ball, we got Aaron Donald, Robert Quinn, T.J. McDonald, Alec Ogletree. Offensive side of the ball, obviously Todd Gurley, Tavon Austin. Who are you most excited to see play live this year? Well, I think uh, I got to agree with everybody. It, it, it's obviously going to be Todd Gurley. I think a lot of people are, are looking at uh, a repeat of Eric Dickerson's 1980 possible. Um, doing something like that, though, obviously requires a very strong offensive line. Um, I am also looking at Tavon Austin. I don't know if they're going to extend his contract, but even if they don't, I mean, he's in the final year of his contract, so he should have a big sense. Um, if the Rams can solidify, I believe, the left side of their offensive line, I think we'll be fine. I I posted on social media a couple weeks back, I really felt that if uh, Havenstein had not gone down, he could have possibly been all pro. I mean, he did a great job at right tackle. Uh, Jamon Brown was doing fine until his injury. But I like the fact of Cody Whiteman he came in and had a great season at guard. Garrett Reynolds was pretty much our best lineman last year. So he's good for depth. Uh, Greg Robinson, uh, I know he's working with uh, uh, in the center right now. If he can uh, step up the game, we can have a pretty good offensive line. Yeah, actually, uh, early in the offseason, I heard rumblings that Orlando Pace was actually working with, uh, with Greg Robinson. So that would be good news. And I agree with you. Uh, Rob Havenstein, man, he was... He really anchored that right side. Jamon Brown was actually my favorite offensive lineman coming out last year, so I was really excited that the Rams were able to grab him. 
Um, Roger Saffel, a lot of people don't like him because of his injury history, but, you know, he has played 16 games in a season before. He did it in 2014, you know, it's it's football. You're going to get hurt. That I don't think there's, you know, there's, sometimes there's, there's players that get hurt probably more than they should, but, you know, it's it's football. So, and uh, it's center, like, uh, Tim Barnes, I mean, obviously the uh, player of the game against the Seahawks in Week 16, with those two fumble recoveries, it was huge. But, um, you know, a little bit of a draft talk, I guess. Uh, there's been rumblings that the Rams are in talks with the Titans to move up to number one. And in my mind, there's only one player in this draft who's even worthy of a number one overall pick, and that would be Laramie Tunsil out of Mississippi left tackle. So that might be interesting. You never know uh, what could happen if the Rams do decide to take Tunsil. Um, I know that every time the Rams draft a tackle, uh, fans label that that player the next pace, and that's kind of screwed us because those are really high expectations. But <laughs> That is true. That is very true. You know, um, people can, uh, for the last last you know five six years i mean i think every time we have a draft it's you know take this quarterback or take this wide receiver um to be honest i mean you got you got couch potato football fans and you got people who really really watch the stats and watch every play uh, the, the game is actually one in the trenches that's where it's all about i mean because you can have a star receiver on your field but if that line is not giving that quarterback time or giving that receiver time to get out there it's a whole different ball game so i'm really big on enhancing the offensive line. I do think the Rams, I mean, we had some, some a lot of injuries in shuffling around last year, so so uh, I don't think we ever really felt the big strength of our line, but I really, really feel that the offensive line we have now is very, very good. And uh, the same can be said for the our secondary. I know we lost Jenkins. I mean, um, according to the money he was seeking, it, it would have been foolish for the Rams to match it. Um but um, I, I have a lot of confidence in EJ Gaines. I mean, I know he had an injury last year, but um, I watched this tape. I've seen him play, and uh, I think he could be just as good as Janoris Jenkins, if, you know, a full-time starter under Greg Williams' tutelage. Also, LaMarcus Joyner is deadly at safety and can play corner also. So I don't think our secondary is going to take uh, as much of a hit as people thought. You know, a lot of people were talking that we didn't do too much in free agency, but we actually did. We had to resign a lot of our players. Well, on the offensive line, um, the Rams actually gave up the fewest sacks in the NFL this last year, and you know that could be partially scheme. But I do agree that it, uh, this line is actually not as bad as people think it is. There was a lot of shuffling, a lot of new people being moved in and out. And uh, on the secondary, I definitely agree with you. Uh, EJ Gaines was uh, supposed to compete with Tremaine Johnson for the side opposite of Janoris Jenkins last year, and unfortunately was. Uh, stepped on by Kenny Britt during practice before the season and yeah, you know, I had to go um, undergo surgery. What was that? Um, a lot of people, you know, most Graham fans pretty much, you know, agreed with the release of Chris Long. James Laurinaitis, however, was the one a lot of people didn't understand. I think uh, Laurinaitis had probably one of the best seasons last year, but, I mean, a few mayors on the side and, and Mark Brown on the opposite side had a great year also in you know, releasing Lauren Ice and moving Ogletree to the middle, I actually think it's a step up because Ogletree is faster and that is his natural position. So, you know, I'm not saying Lauren Ice wasn't good. I thought he was great last year, but I think having Ogletree in that middle is actually a step up. So I'm pretty excited for what the defense is also going to do this year. And I definitely agree with you there. Uh, a lot of fans don't know 
that when Alec Ogletree was in the game last year, he had the freedom, along with James Laurinaitis, to make calls and changes in the play that he saw necessary. So uh, he's been with Greg Williams for a little while now. Uh, he understands the defense as good as Laurinaitis. You know, he's been there too. So uh, being, you know, so young, though, really helps. It, it, Alec Ogletree was the player for me that it kind of, like, shot me in the heart when I realized that I was older than him and, you know, it kind of changed my life. <laughs> it was, it was like, where did I take the wrong turn? This guy's, you know, killing in the NFL and I'm sitting here watching, but you know, it happens. Yeah. He was a great draft pick. Um, I, I really have a great year in, in, uh, in the linebacker position. Also, a lot of people uh, didn't think too much about their uh, attention now. I uh, Tim McDonald is a phenomenal safety, uh, one of the best I've seen in a long time. So I really don't think that um, that secondary is going to be in any kind of trouble. I remember uh, a couple of years back, people were normally, uh, when we traded, uh, we lose Cortland Finnegan. I remember people saying, you know, we need a corner, we need a corner. And I'm like, no, we got Tremaine Johnson. And everybody's like, yeah, who's he? And I was like, wow. You know, I remember in 1997 and then again in 1998, we had a third-string quarterback named Kurt Warner that nobody paid any attention to. And I remember watching him in a, in a game and asking a buddy of mine, this, this guy has, uh, looks pretty good, man. Looks like a good quarterback one day in the string off next year. Super Bowl champion. And the rest is history. Huh? One of the greatest days of my life. January 30th, <laughs> 2000. <laughs> I remember sitting there. I was... Like I said, I was born in 91, so I was really young. I remember sitting there in the living room. It was just me and my dad. I remember watching it. It was amazing. I lost my little mind. I was like nine years old and lost my mind. It was amazing. <laughs> so, um, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. I remember in 79, playing toys with my cousin. When Farrakhan was through that bomb to Philly Wadi, that was the end of the toys. We were glued to that TV set. Oh, man. It does. Before me. But I do know what you're talking about, so that's good, right? <laughs> it's got, it's got to count for something. great memories that will come back in, in, in uh, Southern California with the return of the Rams. I remember uh, in 84, Anaheim Stadium, we had set the record for the most safeties in one game. And right after we set that record, the, I think it was the North Goalpost fell over on its side, and that was the NFL first. It never happened in the history of the NFL before. That's awesome. That was really awesome. <laughs> I wish I could have seen that. Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with, you know, the the Rams, obviously, first year back in L.A., what are the general consensus of, you know, what this what the expectations of this team are? I know this, this team has been said to be on the verge for the fat past few years now. Uh, a lot of people you know, for the past couple of years have kind of named the Rams as their dark horse team and then just kind of doesn't work out. You know, they can beat some really good teams, you know, uh, this year, swept the Seahawks, beat Cardinals in Arizona, the year before that beat the Broncos, uh, you know, but just haven't been able to turn that corner. So, I mean, is this the year? You know, what are the expectations? Two two things I've learned about the Rams is that, uh, you know, we we have a tough time with – teams that are not so good, and we usually beat teams that are very good. And the second thing I've, I've come to understand is you almost got to be injured the year before to be drafted by the Rams. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't, but uh, 
the expectations for the Rams this year is huge. I mean, I know, like you said, for the last four or five years, everyone said, you know, the Rams got to at least make the wild card, meet the wild card. I believe that if they, that that's another thing they need to do this year. They most definitely have to at least make the wild card. Because um, people have repeated many times, there's a lot of things to do in L.A. The guy hearts will always be there, but for the rest of the community, and they want a winning product on the field. So I understand there's a lot of pressure. Uh, on Jeff Fisher, on, on the Rams organization. So uh, I think people want to see something back. I, I think they're all kind of hoping for a quarterback in the draft. Um, I actually trust the decisions of Les Mead and, and Jeff Fisher, uh, not so much in the free agency part, but definitely on the draft. So uh, I'm looking forward to see who they draft. I mean, um, I know everybody's uh, probably pulling for a quarterback, but uh, leave that up to the Rams. You know, I'll support whoever they draft. You know, I have my own opinions, but. You know, we'll have to wait and see. You know, I I don't think there's any Rams fan last year that would have predicted the Rams draft Todd Gurley. I know uh, when they chose him, a lot of people just kind of put a sad face on. But after we've seen him play, it was just uh, down turned upside down right away. I was actually a little blown away. Uh, I I went out to watch the draft last year, and I was sitting there. I personally, I was expecting Andres Pete, who was drafted by the Saints. Uh, that's who I kind of just expected. I figured we were going to go offensive line. That's a huge need. Um, I'll be honest. I was drinking a little bit, and they announced uh, Roger Dale comes out and says Todd Gurley, and again, lost my mind. All right? I was having a good time. So what really blew my mind a little bit was when I'm all excited, and I go to Facebook to talk about how excited I am, and I see all these posts from so many different Rams fans and like, what the hell are we doing? We didn't need a running back, Trey Mason, and all this. And I was blown away because, I mean, I remember I have a my old roommate um, a couple years ago. He was a big Georgia Bulldogs fan, and I remember watching a game with him, and I told him watching Todd Gurley play while he was still at Georgia, I said, that guy's going to Canton one day. And, you know, so I, I was... I believe most Rams fans figured that uh, because Mason was doing so well at the time, it wasn't a, a, a need at that position, and it probably wasn't. But, I mean, they said this about Eric Dickerson. You know, lightning only comes around once in a while, and when it strikes, you got to get it in the bottle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw what he did last year. He was third in the league in rushing, and he missed basically four games because the, the third game, he only carried the ball a couple of times. Exactly. I totally agree with that. So that is yes. Uh, I was I was very excited. I was blown away by the fan response, but I knew, I knew in the back of my mind that those emotions would quickly be changed. Uh, unfortunately, I did like Zach Stacy, and I do like Trey mm-hmm. Mason still. Um, it seems like the Rams' leading rusher has to be a rookie. You know, it was in a row. It was Daryl Richardson, Zach Stacy, Trey Mason, Todd Gurley. It was like. We got to get a rookie, you know. So maybe, maybe Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott will be a Ram, and he'll lead the Rams in rushing this year. You never know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll I see. I was actually guys. impressed with uh, Trey Watts. Also, he's one of the fastest I've seen in a long time. But unfortunately, he had some issues. I know um, Trey Mason did recently, also, and also um, uh, Stedman Bailey. Uh, he's coming back. He's still on contact with the Rams. I believe it's his final year, and you know. Players usually get down in their final year, so I hope he's able to come back from his injuries and uh, be a plus on our team because he was deadly when he teamed up with Tavon Austin. Yeah, Stedman Bailey being back at the 
on the Rams on the field would be amazing. I just want to make sure that not risk for a greater injury. Exactly, and I think the NFL is really strict on those guidelines. Yeah, I mean, we all know the story of Stedman Bailey and how he was, you know, centimeters away from from death. And if he can get make it back on the field in a safe way, then that's just an incredible story. I, I agree with the story so. Yeah, man. Uh, Stephen Bailey hit me in back. And uh, my one of my most underrated Rams players is Benny Cunningham at running back. I love Benny Cunningham. Every time he's in, I get a little excited. So, you know, it's not talk early, but he's exciting. So uh, before we wrap up, I'm gonna I'm gonna blindside you with with one question, just one, and and that is. Of with the Rams sitting at the number fifteen pick, you know we're not going to get into drafts or like trade scenarios and all that stuff. But who would you personally love to see the Rams draft at fifteen? Um, just my I'm sorry, you're cutting out a little bit. Laquan Treadwell, the wide receiver. Laquan Treadwell, great pick. I think that would definitely uh, assist the Rams with uh, Tavon Austin, obviously, in the, more of a slot receiver role. Uh, having a big target on the outside would be huge. And, uh, you know, hopefully whoever is quarterback, I'm not even going to say it. I know that they've said Case Keenum is the starting quarterback, but first of all, I don't buy that for one second. They also said that they were committed to Sam Bradford long-term, and we know how that happened. So whoever's throwing the football is going to need that legitimate one, uh, number one target. I uh, don't know if it can be Kenny Britt. For years, I wanted it to be Brian Quick, but, you know, we'll see what happens there. You know, um, you know I, I think most Rams fans can agree whether they draft a quarterback or if it's Sean Mannion, you know, chance. I, I think Chris Keenum's obviously the first couple of games. Um, if the Rams can... You know, if the Rams can go with Case Keenum or even Sean Mannion, if the Rams can solidify their offensive line and continue with the ground and pound of Todd Gurley, I think it would. I definitely think it would work. Necessarily, you know, mandatorily have to draft a quarterback. It would be nice, especially our first year in LA. It would be nice, but I don't think it's absolutely necessary if you can keep up that offensive line and you know, basically, if Greg Robinson can uh, step up this game, I, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, and you know, that's definitely a possibility. Uh, going into the offseason, the Rams said that it would be Case Keenum, Nick Foles, Sean Mannion, and uh, another one player added either in free agency or the draft, and uh, we haven't signed anybody in free agency, unless you consider uh, Kane Coulter, uh, who's a name that is a uh, quarterback with the Rams signed. Johnny Hecker in there. I'm sorry? I said, who knows, they might throw Johnny Hecker in there. I believe he is our emergency quarterback. Hecker is listed as the third quarterback going into every game. There's uh, <laughs> this this year mainly it was it was Case Keenum and Nick Foles suited up, but Hecker, man, he was high school quarterback and one of the coolest dudes ever. So, and we've seen him do it. He could throw a football. All right. So, uh, first of all, I want to thank you again 
for coming on uh, with me on Ram Showcase, sponsored by RWO Ram Central. Um, we're, we have spoken with the co-president of the club, uh, Manuel Suspect Marino. So um, we, got, we also got a little bit of a surprise for you. Um, we, I just got this sent to me very recently. I listened to it once because I didn't have time to, to listen to it anymore. But uh, I believe you know what I'm speaking of. Uh, can you tell me a little bit of backstory about this song? Well, basically, um, I, I've seen a few people make songs about the Rams and, and different football teams, and pretty much they sound like they're, you know, some fan told his best friend that raps to make a song about a team, and it just doesn't come from the heart. I'm a 43-year Rams fan, and... I am a retired, semi-retired uh, rap artist, so I decided if anybody can tell the truth about the Rams, it's going to have to come from me. So uh, I entitled the song Bad Around Boogie, and uh, I basically wanted to talk about uh, the L.A. Rams, the St. Louis Rams, and put it all together and, you know, do it right. I just didn't want to know enough to make a song about our team and it not be correct. And, I mean, I took my time writing that song, and uh, I really like the way it came out and I'm glad a lot of people agree they like they gave me props on it and I, I take that very humbly you know I like it and I made it uh, not just for myself but for everybody to enjoy and uh, I figured if the Rams are going to have a theme song why not something that's real from the heart from a real Ram fan and this is the song that plays uh, on the RWO Ram Central website correct that's correct the RWO Ram Central website that's our theme right there alright so you can hear it there or you can hear it here right. in just one second. Uh, so we're, we'll end the show with that. We're gonna we're gonna leave you guys with Batteram Boogie, and it's awesome. Can I give one Trust shout me. out before I go? Absolutely. I would like to give a shout out to my co-president, Michael El Patron Martinez, and wish him luck at the reunion in Canton this year. And to me, that's my brother. We're doing big things for 2016, and we're definitely having fun doing it. Awesome, man! That is so exciting. Hall of Fame, man. Nothing nothing better. Immortalized. Alright, so this has been Ram Showcase, uh, sponsored by RWO Ram Central. I am Joe Branham. You can call me Sheriff Joe Bags if you want to. You can follow me on Twitter at TrueNFLJoe. That's T-R-U-N-F-L-Joe. Also, make sure to like the True Love Sports Los Angeles Rams Facebook page. That's uh, where I do most of my updating, uh, uh, all things Rams. I am the Los Angeles Rams beat writer on truelovesports.com, so you can find all my information there, too. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And, well, thank you very much for joining me tonight. All right, and here's Batteran Book. The Rams, their colors are gold and blue. They wear white jerseys, gold pants, and they've got the blue and gold helmets. Theirs has been a storybook season. The off-season death of their owner, Carol Rosenblum. The firing of his son, Steve. The dissension they had within the organization. That's a handoff, baby, to Marshall Falk or weather up the middle, east to west. 28th screen pass does it best, and maybe Deacon Jones who coined the sack. 
made himself famous with a head slap. That's 26 sacks all in one year, and not one defense has ever come near. Got a big playbook and knows the route to make it one, two, three, punch you out. I'll go face to face. You run my race, and I'ma block your path like Orlando Pace. I sit down, set, get ready, hike. I want a quarterback sneak on a Monday night. It's like a slam, bam. Thank you, man. Batarang Boogie be the name of this jam. A Batarang Boogie. Dutchman, the crazy legs, imagine vitamin T on the field today, it's about them horns, the blue and gold, from the fearsome four to the greatest show, we battled the fights in the bowl of mud, when Lee got sacked by the young blood, didn't use no gun, didn't use no knife, had everybody screaming, Rams for life, a John Wayne of football, Taylor May, who played in the bowl with a broken leg, say what you want, it's yours to choose, we can beat you deep like Isaac Bruce, I sit down, set, get ready, hike, I want a quarterback sneak on a Monday night, it's like a slam, bam, thank you man, Batarang Boogie be the name of this jam, a Batarang Boogie, Boogie. Robinson, Coach Tyler McCutcheon, Dickerson, who broke OJ's record in 84, 2105, never done before. We felt the pain up and down the room, but we did that for Kel Rosenblum, Ferragamo, Tawadi, beat the boys, and then Warner and Bruce made all the noise. George Allen and Dick Vermeil, number one, Mike Lansford knew the deal. The hike to fall, a bomb to hold. Touchdown Rams, that's all she wrote. I sit down, set, get ready, hike. I want a quarterback sneak on a Monday night. It's like a slam, bam. Thank you, man. Better Ram Boogie be the name of this jam. A better Ram Boogie. teams not getting the proper recognition and coverage? Are you sick of seeing people who aren't fans of your favorite team give their opinions? Join the True Love Sports team today and be the coverage you're looking for. TrueLoveSports.com is one of the fastest growing sports websites on the internet and now is your chance to join the movement. Apply at TrueLoveSports.com. That's T-R-U-L-U-V Sports.com. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them 
them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.